Hi, I'm George, and these are my younger dads and sons, Liam and Matt. You might know us from the smash hit award-winning supercast, Dad and Sons, which does not contain carcinogenic materials known to the state of California. If you have a tip or suggestion that you'd like to submit to the datatorial board for appropriate behavior, please send a steamed address periscope to wow. dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com. Wow. So hello and welcome for another dad week on 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 another another dad cast. I don't know about the cosmogenic bit. With a uh, another exciting dadtastic day of of three of us just goofing the hell off for an hour and a half. Speaking of, I just found a hair in my water and now I'm severely disappointed I have to sit here for 2 hours with water that I want to drink that has a hair in it. You got to be careful about that. I got I got the itis <laughs> this week. My voice is scratchy. Dude, Dude, do you guys want to hear something real gross? Absolutely. Let's yes. start off the podcast with that. <laughs> I had about a good day of a crusty green discharge coming out of my left eye this week. Wow. Did, did you like skeet it out? I, your keyboard just like no 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 i was very very diligent you know how diligent i am about like keeping the poo particles out of my system right <laughs> right right I, I i i made sure to to wipe it out with like a soft uh wet um, um paper towel very gently with uh concentric circular motions that uh were uh full of positive energies to to <laughs> reset my eyes uh chi back to a more neutral vibe anyways um it's called bacterial conjunctivitis, and apparently it can be a symptom of the common cold. I went to uh, the back of my insurance card and called the number on it, <laughs> told told a robot on the other end very personal details about my life, uh, who then connected me to a human that I told more very personal details of my life with, who then connected me to another human that wanted to hear the same details again. About 30 minutes later, I finally get a hold of a, uh, a, a nurse on my insurance card's so-called hotline for nurses. They're supposed to have nurses that you call your symptoms with, and they're supposed to refer you to which particular expert you want. And she was just like, oh, that's just bacterial conjunctivitis. You just want a regular doctor, so I'm going to send you to the local clinic. Um, I, I, I do that. I go there. I fill out the exact same very personal information on their forms instead of the three people on the phone who wanted it. Um, wow. wait, wait around for 20 minutes, get a hold of a doctor and who comes to the back of the room and makes uh, awkward eye contact with me for a solid two minutes while he examines my eyes. And, um, was it awkward yeah, yeah. or did you make it awkward? It was probably me that made it awkward. You know, it's, uh, there, there, probably there's does all this these, all the um, time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's really just like, uh, you don't want to look into outdated social habits yeah. this is like, like 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 the nudity in japan when i when i went to the onsen and how i had to uh get over that i uh i, I felt the similar moment when me and the doctor locked eyes together <laughs> and, and then um, and then he smirked just a little bit and i tried <laughs> to, to steer away from his longing gaze <laughs> but uh he said no excuse me george this is a medical situation please look me in the eyes <laughs> And at that moment, I knew that the two of us would never, never work out in the end. <laughs> that was the most dad story we've ever had on Dad and Sons, to be fair. Oh, God. oh thank you. I'm honored. It was the most dad-like, I should say. Uh, if, if you want to, like, bring it back down a bit, I'll, I'll say that that morning when I woke up, I actually could not open my left eye. It had crusted shut. I can't wait for the shut. story in, like, 20 years. <laughs> 
Matt, I don't know, depending picture... on how my diet is right now. I... <laughs> Matt, Matt, can you picture the same thing I'm picturing, which is just George walking around the house with, like, a snake eye patch on, screaming at why his eye doesn't work? In a typical George <laughs> yeah. fashion, like, God damn it, why is my eye not working? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you brought back Metal Gear. Oh, shit. God damn I, I'm pretty sure there was nothing on the dock about Metal Gear, and you brought it back. God damn it. Let me do a little quick little search. Nope. You know, after, Metal Gear, after Metal Gear survives, someone has to keep it well, surviving. I, if, if you control F for Metal Gear, there actually is something on this docket that does barely, like, indirectly. God damn it. <laughs> There's one mention of Metal Gear. One. An entire doc. Yes, all going according to my Kakaku. You can tell George writes the plans, because if you control F, there is Metal Gear. And also, there is a story about VR or, like, Gabe Newell that is, like, a page longer than the fact that Nintendo had one of the better directs they've had in fucking ages, which is, like, a one-sentence line. <laughs> it's such a George Was it plan. one of the better directs, though? It was, like... Yes. Oh, what, okay, what makes it one of the better directs? You, you want to get into the news right this instant? Oh, I, I, what, if, what if we knock this one out ahead okay. of time? Since, oh, right. since we're let's here anyway. Let's knock the important one. Yeah, let's yeah, knock let's the one sentence out. <laughs> the, okay, the one that we have a fun argument about. So, uh, g- getting aside the fact that they revealed something alluding to one of their biggest IPs... You know, if, everyone if, if, was expecting Smash to get there everyone's eventually. Everyone's been expecting Smash for every direct since the Switch was at launch. Yeah. You can't just particularly pick out. It's about time. But you can't take away from the 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 bomb that Smash drops, and especially with a teaser with, like that, which was one very not Nintendo like. <laughs> Two was kind of fun because you have these kind of very bright, colorful characters in the like little inklings. Uh, then having the but like then. Dark Souls esque fires, <laughs> but going. then shit gets real. But then shit gets real, which which is you know spurned on a fantastic new meme. I will say I've enjoyed seeing lots and lots of photoshopped uh, pictures of the Inkling's eye looking at strange and wonderful weird shit. Um, so you can't. It's like if Zelda got announced or Mario got announced, you know, Smash Brothers got announced. That is huge in itself. And then everything else on top of that was like, if you own a Switch, yes, there is this kind of stigma at the moment that's going about the Stitch with the whole everything's being ported to it. But like, what the fuck is wrong with that? Like, who doesn't want to have the choice of all of these great games to play on the Switch? The Switch is amazing for the capabilities of being able to play it portably anywhere like games like captain toad treasure tracker coming back because no one played it on the wii u which is a shame because that game is great having you know the south park game that i haven't played yet coming to the switch so i can play it anywhere like i like doing with rpgs you have undertale for people who haven't played that now they can play it on the switch which i think is like super great and on a side note being able to port game maker games to the switch for me is now like a huge deal and you've got stupid dumb shit like Crash, which I don't particularly care about, but that's crazy in itself. And like on top of all that, you have all the other indie cool stuff that's happening around it. You have the new Kirby game. That was a great direct. And like it just for it, it puts to rest the fears people had about Nintendo having like pretty much the year of the Switch last year and dominating video games in terms of, like, Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild. And, yeah, you don't have, like, 
that big of a year going on still make this direct and the previous one with the Dark Souls announcement and stuff like that makes 2018 look pretty fucking good. And the fact that you get like a Solaire amiibo just to like top off the crazy icing, it's pretty damn good. You can't say that was not a good direct or in general just like full of good announcements if you own a Switch. Like that's that's why it's more than a one line one line thing in George's damn Keikaku of a document. I mean, I don't disagree with any of that. It's just it, it just kind of sounds like business as usual to me. Like good news about the the Switch getting a good roster of good ports. The cute yeah. little amiibo is something extra, but I mean Smash was something that I was expecting to happen sometime this year. So that that for me was just something I We talk about like in the video coming. industry, we talk about games companies fucking up far too often. EA, Konami, Ubisoft, you know, unholy amount of companies just fucking shit up all the time. The fact that you can just say business as usual for Nintendo being like really cool For the past shit year, yeah. It's like awesome. <laughs> and that doesn't take away from the fact that it was a good direct. Like, just Well, you also know that I don't like doing the hype thing. So I, I, I like deliberately pull myself down oh, from, oh, from where you are at anyway. Seriously? Yeah, you're going to go yeah, there considering yeah. about what you're going to yeah. talk about today? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I am uh-huh, crossing uh-huh. my arms right yeah, now. You massive hypocrite. And <laughs> for the message. What, what do you mean? For the message you said. Oh, we can segue right into it, Georgie boy. For the message you sent me today saying, I bought a PlayStation VR. It's the best and the most amazing thing ever. I feel like a kid again. Everything is glorious. Fuck everything other than the PSVR. That's pretty much what you sent to me, wasn't it, George? Well, I'm sorry that that was like after I had already made the purchase and experienced it inside of my hands <laughs> instead of getting this excited by like the marketing for well, a not yet existing switch. product. Like, that, that's like, you know. Yeah, I know, I know, and I'm happy with it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's fair, nice. Although I had a. And to be fair, you can get on the hype train because you've already played all of the games that got announced. <laughs> but that actually. No, I, God damn it, because now I can just say, but I've already played them, so... Yeah, but now you can play them on the bus. I... Okay, you want to know one really, really stupid fanboy hype optimism thing I'm doing right now? Well, yes. Bluepoint announced that uh, they're doing another large-scale remake, now that they wrapped up their Shadow of the Colossus remake project, and, um... That that just has me like crossing my my optimistic fanboy ass fingers that it's going to be Metal Gear Solid Three because wow uh, the thing I Blue saw is the everyone MGS. everyone was like it's Demon Souls it's Demon Souls like immediately that's what everyone that's what I saw I don't know where they got that based idea from. on what yeah I mean my logic is that uh, well, what's your MGS Three still can generate a lot of of buzz. Um, Blue Point did the MGS HD collection. Okay. Uh, Konami did just recently... They did a damn good job at it. Yeah. Uh, Konami did recently put out a, um, uh, NVIDIA Shield port of MGS3, which uses the, the Tegra chip, very similar hardware to the Switch, and also, of all the games that Konami, like... To digs up from its grave to to resurrect for disgusting new versions, MGS three is evidently tried and true. The one that'll get them lots and lots of coverage. Yeah, but do we really want it? 
I want some kind of Metal Gear Solid 3 machine on my deathbed. You can just have the really good, like, HD Vita one. That was the best one. The Vita one will be the one... I, I don't know if the 3DS one will be the one that I keep on my deathbed, but if they make, like, a solid-ass portable version of uh, the HD version of MGS3 Subsistence, I want to die with it. Wait, was that not the Vita one that was part of the Xbox 360 collection? Because that was a really good port, too. Oh, yeah, it I might, played... too, but then I'd need a reason to buy a Vita other than that. Mate, when it comes to your deathbed, hopefully the Vita, you could probably find one in a bin. If you couldn't already. And then, like, a landfill? Yeah, a landfill full of Vitas. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we just pissed off a huge uh, no. contingent of Vita fans. The Vita's awesome, but, you know, now the Switch is out. It's pretty much redundant. Anyways, <laughs> what do you guys got? I finished the last. Hey! Hey! Uh, you didn't finish it, George, did you? No, I kind of actually fell out of Celeste. I've been, I've been spending more with Into the Breach. Both games I suggested. Both Celeste games you play. I like this. Doctor. I like this very much. Um, well, I would say Celeste really brings it home at the end. God oh, dang. Yes. Yes, Matt. <laughs> Redeem me further, Matt. Redeem <laughs> me further. <laughs> it, like, it, you know, like, I don't know. I, I was kind of like you, Georgia. I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. This is cool. But really... They start using all of the stuff you learned. I like games like that, where they teach you a bunch of mechanics and then they like throw it all at you at the end. Um, you know, what have you learned? And <laughs> time for the it, test. It's, it's great. It's satisfying. Uh, the only problem, like, I would recommend people who um, don't have, don't like the analog stick to use the buttons instead because god the the analog stick was the majority of my deaths really? i every time i would aim celeste yeah oh every time god. i would aim um not celeste uh um madeline um in a certain direction i i, I wanted to go straight or whatever i'll always aim up and straight um yeah there was there was like sometimes there was sometimes where i don't know whether it's like a a like fallback from the fact that when they made tower fall it was eight directions it wasn't 360 completely it was like false 360 where it is only eight directions in which you could like fire the arrows but mm -hmm. there was times because of kind of how diddy the joy cons can be that i feel like i was aiming sort of diagonal right but it was just straight up and madeline would jump straight up but then i would like give the little button d-pad a go and i'd be like no way no way yeah, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good at first. I had to get used to it, but there was, like, no other way. In those ending sequences, I was like, okay, I need precision here. <laughs> I can't deal with this, this analog stick because it's going to frustrate me. Because it was. Yeah. I was just getting ready, like, you know, I'm just going to put this down. Um, but, no, like, uh, if, you want, if you want her to go up, and I, you just don't have to worry about aiming it you know that you're pressing up on those buttons um that was just way better I, after i did that the game the ending the whole ending sequence was just a lot better and a lot smoother uh some of those strawberries get ridiculous at the end um and i think the Do strawberries is like part no 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 i was okay. just like nah i'm good 
<laughs> After that, I was like, when, when you got to like the last two stages, you're like, ooh, some of these are getting a little, little crispy. Um, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna come back to this if I feel, feel I'm up to it. I had fun, but because, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's one of those like I feel like the strawberries are definitely like part of the game, especially. I don't know, like it, it, it added more to the game for me, especially in the first half of the game. Um, near the end, it starts getting ridiculous and you have to have patience. And, you know, I wanted to finish it before today. So I, I went ahead and just like passed by some of those uh, strawberries that had that were just like um, ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous, even though. It always seems at first that it's ridiculous, but it is actually very doable um, because of just how the game is designed. It's it's amazing, I would say. Um, I, I wouldn't say the game as a whole is like the greatest thing ever or anything like that. I wouldn't say it's like I, I, I'm not into this type of thing where like hard platform games i'm cool at it i'm decent at decent at it but it's not necessarily my go-to um but i really enjoyed it for sure yeah man it's yeah and design damn was good mm, design was good like each each little pocket or each floor or whatever you want to call it, each uh scene yeah what do you call that uh, yeah each scene was yeah, just like yeah. drastically different pushes you in different ways it is quite spectacular man they 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 do they put some love in that game for sure oh yeah that's celeste um other than that i watched some netflix that's that's pretty much it what did you watch on netflix (laughs) well i i've been going down the hole for the past month there's been a lot of anime garbage man oh boy there's just been someone called doogly there's just been god like have you uh of course you you're not on netflix much uh liam but Uh, like there has been real life um real life movies of uh full metal alchemist for instance and oh is that out erased yeah it oh, oh i bet yeah, that's you, so bad you're talking it's about the live action shit though we all know as a general rule live action anime films are fucking garbage it oh is. but i had so much fun with the death note one that was such fun garbage oh god oh, it's so it, garbage if you actually like death note Ugh. but but death note was more of a uh, English thing, right? Wasn't it like shot? Yeah, yeah it, was, it, with, was an, it was an American. Yeah, yeah, these are, there these is are a Japanese. Uh, shot with uh, Japanese people. No, there, there is actually a Japanese live action Death Note movie that came out like oh, yeah, 10 yeah. years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, and it's yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Like, I've seen it. It was, yeah. it was a perfectly fine it, movie. It was okay. It had the guy from Battle Royale yeah. in it. It was fine. George, you gotta stop saying that you've seen the live actions and not watch the series. You gotta stop. That is, yeah. You that have is, to stop. But it's, it's such a big time investment. Yeah, but it's, it's fucking Jesus worth your wait instead freaking. of wasting two hours. You could watch six episodes of an anime in that time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm gonna choke you like a rubber chicken, George. <laughs> you can watch six <laughs> episodes of a good series instead of watching one shitty anime live action film. Like if you watch three shitty live action anime shows or t- movies you could watch literally a whole series come on george yeah 
But um, yeah, most of it is garbage. <laughs> I don't recommend watching any of the anime. <laughs> this 3D animation thing that they're doing nowadays looks kind of dumb. There was a show, there um, was a series that Netflix did an original of that had like that weird 3D animation. I can't remember what that series was called though. It was like in space and humans get harvested no and some control mechs i forget what that show was called that sounds like anime that's old blue gender is old never mind wait what was it called wait blue gender yeah blue gender it wasn't blue gender long time ago yeah yeah it's uh, that was regular yeah that's that's way back i forget what it was called it was it was it was maybe three or four years oh knights of sidonia that was it Oh man, I... that that had like three D weird animation. It was the first season I of guess... that was okay, but I don't, I never watched the second. But the first series, I guess they didn't know how weird blue gender sounds in English. <laughs> blue gender. <laughs> I I can't remember if that series was actually good. I remember enjoying it as a kid, but as you know, as like a teenager, you you liked a lot of anime back then, and anime wasn't like filthy as it is now. And just the amount of garbage that is just out here, like just, just it, like if you ever watch, for instance, if people are in the audience have watched Blame or um, what's another another one that came out that I watched a little bit of, like Godzilla, like it's just like just just these it's are just mostly there. We have to do it's like, just it's mostly it's live basic. action shit though. It's no, it's not. It's not live action. It's just like three D, three D animated, like new anime stuff, and it's just the most basic cartoon crap. You know, like just it's so weird. I, I just pumping, don't understand like why it's being them, made, and they're like pumping them out, like as well, which is super weird because I don't know whether it is like there is a huge market for like Japanese companies to like shill them to Netflix and make shit and turn a profit. Can compared to like the really kind of you know small japanese market and tv market here there isn't like stuff like netflix in japan in terms of like anime so i guess they only have like the option of showing it on tv or releasing blu-rays so i guess netflix is a good outlet but like Mm. there's like live action movies or shows for like mob psycho already and that only came out like a year and a half ago there is like Erased that there's a live action for Erased, which is a fucking amazing yeah. series. Um, yeah, I watched that and I watched a little bit of that live action, which it, it they shot it just like the anime, at least the first few scenes, and I was like, wow, interesting. Oh man, and I mean, you know, there, there's good, it, there's it, good shit. The Castlevania series was all right. The you know, Devil May yeah. Cry Baby, I like that. That was good. Oh god. But then you get well, like, that's one of the better ones, but Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but then you get that dumb. Shows. You get super dumb shit like that Jaden Smith anime. What was that called? Oh, Neo. No, I gotta Yo-Kyo. watch that. Yeah. I gotta watch that. Oh, what? God. <laughs> what? Jaden Smith? Yeah. <laughs> it's what? actually as stupid as it sounds. I can't believe that I actually know one of these things you're talking about, and it's the Jaden Smith of one. How garbage am do. I? Like, I'm looking at like Netflix right now, and I'm looking at all the stuff that you could watch. There's like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, 
You could watch Gurren Lagann. You could watch Kill a Kill. Oh, you could watch Fate Stay Night. There's so much Guess good stuff, and you watch crap, George. Come on, George. You could do I, better. I... I... I'm not going to inspire much confidence. I, I did watch a thing this week. Oh I watched God. Captain America Winter Soldier. How was that? I thought it was okay. Well, I was I was really looking forward to this one because of uh, the, the Metal Gear influences. And I feel like I got it. I, I spotted it. There's like shots in the beginning of... Uh, of him jumping out of a cargo plane with uh, the camera like swooping from under to over and shaking violently in the wind. It's like the opening of MGS3. There's um this this heartbeat timed musical motif where it goes boom 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 like like MGS1 does when characters are talking about muff. Um there's three PAL cards that show up in the end with, like, the same arrangement and visual motif as uh, the ones from Metal Gear Solid. And there's actually a scene where a villain explains a decades-long master plan via a fade-to-black slideshow of, like, barely animated concept art with a sepia tone to it. <laughs> it's, like, the most blatant... <laughs> Um, um, reference to uh, the the very very worst of Metal Gear Solid's writing and style of dialogue that I thought was hilarious. But then the movie devolved into action figures slapping against each other for the, fa- the last third, and I don't. Uh, it was just like Black Panther. It ends with a twenty minute long fight scene of of like Star Wars prequel trilogy better. action. It, it does look better. Way oh, the budget was there. Yeah. The, See, the, the thing is, if you're gonna let me watch a comic book movie, let it be a comic book movie, and let it be fun. And I, I think the rest of the Marvel I, movies are actually fun. It was. I think I did like it better than Black Panther, but I still am not, like, you know, blown away by these things, which I think is the idea. You I, also don't watch good things, though. That's the thing. You like garbage, George. Sometimes I, I get a good garbage though. Like, I, I don't want to call red line garbage, but red line was, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't want to call the disaster artist garbage because that was just only okay. I, I but, feel like if drugs were legal, George, you would take it. Like you would take drugs and watch movies. I, I feel, I don't know. Like, <laughs> is that, is that accurate? Like. I feel like you would just like get high. What me get and high just, and watch movies? Never. Just just watch garbage like Steven Seagal's library. Just go <laughs> right through it. You know, like a, the sniff of oh, a line of cocaine. You know, with the lady friend and just go wild. When when I eventually John Con Van Damme. You know? When I eventually at some point come to America to stay with George or some shit and hang out. I'm going to force you to watch Gurren Lagann, at the very least. At least the two of you. And I will probably have fun. Not the whole series. Like, if if you can't can't sit still like a child, I was just making (laughs) watch the the two of (laughs) you. I did settle down in the couch with the lady friend and consume... Uh, uh, mind-altering experiences through the PlayStation VR head-mounted display entertainment product brought to you by your friends at Sony Computer Entertainment. <sighs> I freaking love this thing so much. Oh my god. The hype train has pulled up. 
There was a $170 sale on this on, on eBay with the code that they, they were uh, pulling last Friday. I ordered one. I, I wagged my tail for the whole weekend. It finally arrived on Monday. Um, <laughs> and, and so I, I, I got the lady friend over, and we just, like, and then put you this played thing the, the on dating and went, game, whoa. Right? What, which, which one's the dating game? The, the game you made me play. Oh, oh, 360 Date with Rin Ishikawa, yeah. Um, you played that no, no, immediately. I, haven't, I, I have not yet made oh, my, my Japanese PSN store account for um, DOAX3 and uh, 360 Date with Rin Ishikawa, but, 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 but that'll come, that'll come. And in the meantime, it comes with a really <laughs> lame demo disc. I tried to get it set up on my computer, and I couldn't get that working, but apparently you have to only run it without Steam running, which I didn't know about, so I'm still working on that. But, um... My God, I I I had us run through the demo disc. Um, we uh, we we tried out a, a headbutting soccer game called Headmaster that that turned out to be kind of lame. But the thing that like convinced her was the harmonics music visualizer, where you uh, get get shot through a kaleidoscopic wormhole of of shapes and colors timed to the beat of music that you load into the program. Um. There, there was a puzzle game by Double Fine called Gnog that is a virtual reality puzzle box toy that, that you play with, with very tactile interactions with the hand controllers. That was way cooler than I thought it would be. Um, um, I had a run through the London heist. It's always hilarious watching people like goof off and pick the nose of these scary-looking gangsters like yelling curses in your face. Um, and, and the Star Wars X-Wing demo. I bought a used copy of Battlefront about an hour after I set this thing up. I ran to my local GameStop and bought a used copy of Battlefront so I could bring it home and wait for two hours for all the updates to install and, and play just the VR side mission they included with it. And, uh, God almighty, that game is lazy and rushed as fuck, but... The X-Wing model they have is amazing, and I was geeking the hell out. I think I was just, like, giggling like a baby throughout the whole process. I, I can't believe I know which button on the X-Wing cockpit is the, the, the hyperspace engine drive button. It's real detailed, and, and I was having the time of my life. And I, I can't wait to uh, hop back on it after I finish this podcast. VR. Are you truly living in the... Uh ready player one world yeah i hope not that movie looks like well I, I i have a little bit of faith in steven spielberg but that m book was annoying as shit to read what a yeah. Uh, yeah. unlikable main character yeah well i mean uh, we're, we're going to we're getting really close like uh disney released like what that star wars vr experience where you you strap on a backpack and you just walk around in vr pretty pretty dope stuff like that is pretty dope i think it's super dope i can't wait i think it's still on track i don't know the, apparently the psvr is is super duper popular and is still selling well and uh it's got the library for it it's surprisingly all right quality for a headset for as low of, of a price as i bought it i still had to buy the one controllers extra which i believe were 30 dollars so 170 plus, it was about $200. I believe last year the same kit would have been about 330 But it finally got within my stingy-ass price range, and Resident Evil 7 is on the way. 
Uh, I'm gonna get so spooped, you guys. I, I, I gotta, I gotta see you uh, piss your pants a couple times. Definitely. Oh my god! I definitely. I did the kitchen demo in VR, and that, that was enough. That was so. Oh. I, I gotta see what Oof. you gotta tell me what you think about that uh, the blacking out thing, where they uh, they just turn the screen black instead of showing you what happens to your character. In VR. Yeah, VR. I want to see how natural it feels because you, when you're seeing it, you're like, oh, why did they do that? I want to see how natural it feels after that. I, I wonder if, if you can turn it off. Did, was that something I noticed in, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. when we played it in New York? Yeah. You're like, oh, why did they turn it off? Yeah. yeah but now I, that you're like more in, that's like, that was months ago. That was a year ago. But now, now you're in there. It's finally time. It's, it's, yeah. Over... A course of nine hours or so i wonder if you're going to even care that they don't try to make you sick we'll see we'll see i would like to know how it feels to watch your own hands be like hacked off the chainsaw that'll be intriguing it's surprisingly convincing how uh accurately um like desk games like like uh I want you to, I want you to die in, in Job Simulator and in, in the various portions of the London heist that have your hands make you convinced that your hands are freaking there. Like you squeeze the controller and your hand in the game just squeezes to like the same extent. There's there's nice little tactile thumps that give you a sense of weight on those controllers. I can definitely imagine because I remember the first ever VX, VR experience I had was with the Oculus. Dev kit too, and it was the like roller coaster, like medieval thing that was super popular at the time. Oh yeah, and that truly, and you can feel your gut drop. Yeah, that truly made my knees feel a little a little weak and wobbly. So I can certainly imagine the sensation is pretty strong. Man, I have oh. like just apart from like at trade shows and stuff, my like VR experience is just so so small. I, and VR's been out for like three years now. It's crazy. I can finally play Super Hot. Super Hot. Oh, wait. You... I can't wait. Oh, that's right. You don't play the... all the way you... through instead of just coming over and just playing a couple matches. Ah. Yeah, yeah, boy. The best VR game ever made, son. Do, 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 and do, do. and there's ah. more. I feel like I'm there's missing out. there's. Still more announcements coming. Um, there was just another uh, recently announced game named Firewall Zero Hour at... Uh, now, if that ain't the most cliche military game I've ever heard of. PSX. It's, it sounds like it's my jam. It sounds like Rainbow Six Siege in VR. The developer was talking about how he wanted players to like develop hand signals and uh, communicate about their their surroundings and, and peak in um, unconventional spots that you wouldn't be able to shove your face into on a normal control scheme. And uh, yeah, it, it is, it is like military. It's like onward for consoles. And I'm wondering if that ends up um, streamlining a lot of onwards cumbersome uh, uh, comprehension into a more faster paced, palatable multiplayer game. So, so that's that's something I'm going to be looking forward to as well. It uses the same gun as Farpoint, which is on the way as well. The seventy dollar Farpoint plastic gun peripheral bundle. You get you getting the gun as well, right? Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. Oh, and man. and there were no sellers on Amazon giving it away for used. 
uh, that day at a competitive price. The used version was like $1 cheaper. <laughs> and I tried to order most of my stuff used, but but sometimes it's just not not competitive. Thank you, patrons. I'm so freaking excited. I, I, I would sound more excited if my voice hadn't decided to kill me this week. Eh. Yeah, your message, as I said, you massive hypocrite, was um, full of giddy glee and the use of I feel like a kid again. I haven't been this excited about games since I was a kid. Was was not hyperbole, it seems. Well, no, it, it wasn't. Like, I remember... This, this feels like the first time I'm playing with a console that that feels and looks and sounds fundamentally different from what I'm used to. And that's a sensation, like opening a box like that with something like that inside is a sensation that I don't think, I, now they're hammering on my wall, that I really don't think I felt since I wrapped open the, the N64 and played polygonal 3D games with a dual-pronged controller for the first time. Oh man, now I'm feeling jealous. The living room was alive with excitement. It does sound... In, in ways that, that that I usually associate with childhood Christmases. Uh, nah. What has changed? Why, why the sudden interest in PSVR now? Well, last year at MAGFest was when um, that uh, got triggered in me when I was playing with uh, Thomas Trong's PSVR for a few days. And I don't know if you remember like how excited I was back then, seeing that there was like a game library of, of AAA quality demos, at least. I played Res Infinite. The London Heist, I think, is actually what got yeah. me. That, that thing is made of a quality that a lot of the HTC and Oculus demos on PC at the time had yet to match. And uh, seeing like a real expensive, high-budget, cinematic... Um, high quality, good graphic experience in which I could actually use my hands to interact with the world and goof off in ways that make sense. Like I was able to juggle physics objects in my hand while uh, while while interesting gameplay challenges were happening. Got me. That's that's what got me was playing PSVR at Magfest. Not this year, but last year. I've been looking to buy one ever since, especially after those few hours with Resident Evil 7. I will, I will admit, I had a blast with. It is special every time because it, my my chances and like experiences with it are so few and far between that last year when I played the Zone of the Enders VR experience for the first time at uh, TGS, that was like mind-blowing. It wasn't a very good demo because as you can imagine in Zone of the Enders you're camera cutting all the time to auto target onto different enemies so it's super jumpy and just makes you feel sick and it's it's kind of not good for VR. But in terms of like sitting in the cockpit of like Jehuti and looking behind you out of like the, the window of the cockpit up at a giant mech and the mech is to scale to your body is yeah. fucking cool oh scale is real important scale so is in the this, best in the Star Wars VR demo on, on your X-Wing you fly past giant asteroids and giant star destroyers that look very very big but at the end of the demo your, your X-Wing hyperspace is out into the orbit of some gas giant planet and it's just an orange disc floating in an empty space in the renderer um but it is to planetary scale in comparison to the character and when i turned my head over my shoulder and saw just like a slight curve of a giant circle that was an entire planet in comparison to my own body like 
I, I had a little quiet moment of reflection. And I've heard a friend who said that uh, he described his experience using Google Earth in VR as a religious experience. And that's something that I was never able to understand why. And now I'm wondering if you have some sort of massive, like, realization of how small planet Earth is. Something that only astronauts have been able to talk about before. When you load up Google Earth in VR, point it at your house, and just zoom all the way out to outer space to see where you are on the globe that we all are on. And I'm wondering if, like, a new generation of kids... This is, like, the the futurist sci-fi, 70s Cold War era sci-fi author in me speaking. But I wonder if we're, like, about to raise up a new generation of kids who become some kind of, like, proto-hippie, world-peace-loving... Um, um, VR sycophants because they're able to get that experience of knowing what a planetary scale looks like in comparison to their own body at a very young, impressionable age. I've had people on Final Games choose like the Google VR thing before, and every time they tell me about it, I, it, it just sounds like the most incredible thing ever. And I'm I really hope there's a PSVR version. If not, I'm going to nah. try like hell to hack it on the PC. <laughs> Maybe you <coughs> should have got it on PC. <coughs> uh, sorry. Uh, That's March weather. It's getting all of us. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I have some green goop coming out my mouth. Oh, no, don't don't get the crusty green discharge coming out your did left you eye. Kiss Matt's, uh, did you kiss George's eye or some shit? Yeah, a little bit of tongue. That's okay. Oh, oh God. <laughs> After George's very apt and detailed description, that is a gross image. Oh, gosh. So uh, we're going to get Will soon in the future. And the future occurs after this break. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And Saturday. It's the ninth annual Dallas Mower Expo. Be there, the biggest names in mowers, hedgers and clippers, on hedgers and clippers, on hedgers and clippers, on Sunday. Cutting technology. Sea King, Sea King, Sea King. Oil paintings, oil paintings, Sea King. Don't miss the Dallas Mower Expo. Be there. Great. Hello and welcome back to the 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 Super Bunny Hop, Super Dad and Sons Supercast. Featuring your your big dad and your little dad and your, and your sons. Which one are they though? I don't know. Oh. Maybe Trump knows. He knows Maybe, everything. Maybe because he knows about video he, games. He, he's like the he's like he, the expert. He does this thing where he claims to be the expert on some things, but then gets put on the spot and ends up not saying a whole lot. As was the case this week. When Trump's meeting with video game executives and critics had finally happened. Oh, I so wish to be a fly in this room. I, I so wish to have a fly view of this room. But alas, no audio or video recording has been released to the public. What we have instead are secondhand accounts from the people themselves, as reported by, by the press. So... <clears throat> Uh, the attendants were Mike Gallagher, the president of the ESA. We got the president of the ESRB. Um, the CEO of Take Two showed up, which was an interesting choice because that's like the representative of the the most scapegoated, most controversial video game out there. And uh, Robert Altman, president of Zenimax, showed up. Maybe he pitched Trump on a new version of Skyrim. Uh, on the critics, the other end of the fence, there was Brent Bozel, who founded a uh, conservative activism group named the Parents Television Council. 
Um, Melissa Henson, also of the Parents Television Council, was there with uh, Lieutenant Colonel David Grossman, who writes books talking shit about video games that have names such as On Killing, The Psychological Cost of Learning to Kill in War and Society. Along with Senator Marco Rubio, there's Vicki Hartzler, who's uh, representing Missouri, and Martha Roby, who is a Republican representing Alabama. They supposedly talked about measures to uh, limit and regulate the sale of violent video games to minors. However, quotes from Trump himself are... Uh, in the ether. Um, according to Bozel, uh, Trump said that um, he, he was being communicated to a, a need for much tougher regulation of the video game industry, stressing the violent games needed to be, quote, given the same kind of thought as tobacco or liquor, quote, which is not a Trump quote. That's, that's a Trump from uh, Brent Bozel, founder of the Parents Television Council. Okay. Um, the, the ESA guy said that they just basically discussed studies in, in science, discussing that there was no causal link. Um... M Melissa Henson said that it was respectful and contentious. There's, like, no quotes from Trump himself here, and I'm pretty sure he did that thing where he just kind of, like, crossed his arms, sat silently, and shook his head as people talked to him, which which I'm sure we've all seen videos yeah. of. Can, can, can Before we just, like, get into it, can we just talk about, like, how shitty the choices were for participants, participants on the video game side of things, two CEOs of video game companies, to people that no one here has PhD next to their name. Only people who <laughs> care about money in the business and how it will affect them if age ratings come in. No people. These aren't who scientists. Have, no people who have, uh, you know, studies, as you said, PhDs. No one who has studied like the correlation between violence in video games or mental health, uh, video games affecting mental health or anything like that. On the second hand, no one to defend video games in a more uh, artistic manner as to why video games can be important to. Um, people with mental health who maybe struggle with autism or social anxiety and depression and stuff like that. And, and just the fact that they had Strauss Zelnick, CEO of Take-Two, <laughs> yeah. and Robert Altman, president of ZeniMax, like Fallout and <laughs> Basically GTA. the one percenters of the video game industry. Like people who literally couldn't represent less like, they don't represent anyone. They don't represent any video gamer at all. They just represent companies that make money from people who buy AAA video games. Oh, it's just It just gets from bad to worse. So, on top of there being this weirdly secondhand account of Trump not saying anything, they also assembled a montage of, of video game violence that, that I, I guess some staffers at the White House stole from such illustrious sources as Dat360 No Scope on YouTube, also, which appears in the corner of a video on the White House's official YouTube channel. And also they, Giant they, Bomb, right? 
Oh yeah, they were very very diligent with citing their sources, so there was no uh, no fears of impropriety there. A, a guy oh. at the White House um, um, got on YouTube, set bandy cam running, and just typed in the bar "killing civilians video games" and uh, went through a montage of what they found, much of which was like surprisingly palatable stuff, like like Call of Duty deaths with no gore, just like blood splashes. And killing Nazis, because, I mean, killing Nazis is obviously going to create, oh, like... very offensive. Very bad people, you know, people who potentially, if they are influenced by video games, people who might go out there and kill the Nazis, and Trump doesn't want that, obviously. Like, they're, they're his allies, you know? He doesn't want people killing Nazis. On top of this... There's only about six games in this montage, and they're all, like, the super hard M. Some of them aren't... Even really that the, commercially successful. The, the, the dumb, funny thing about this that someone pointed out, I think it was Rami Ismail, who pointed it out on Twitter, was that they uploaded the video with no age rating or no, like, no, like, <laughs> unsuitable content. Like, they literally went against the whole reason they fucking met up at the, the meeting. There isn't even a warning beforehand. There is, no, it just no goes warning. straight no to, mature to rating on any a of Call footage. of Duty death. <laughs> it's like... Could you be any stupider at all? Just this whole farcical, farcical nature of all of it is just ridiculous. Ugh. We're in the farcical time. We're in the farce timeline. Why have I had to do this three podcasts in a row? Why do you subject me to this and you're the Americans? Come on, guys. Why? Hey, Matt, do you have any thoughts about this controversial and contentious topic? Oh, absolutely not. I am God okay sitting right over here in this I nice had a clean little, corner. I, I, I am ashamed to admit that when I heard you say the word absolutely, I was like... <gasps> <laughs> Matt really and then does you have, said not, Matt really, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> Matt, Matt actually does have have a lot of opinions. It's just that he's been on the internet for long enough to know <laughs> keep his trap shut. <laughs> don't yeah, I, you've learned your lesson. Shut. I I don't think me and Liam have learned our lesson yet. No. I can't help it. The guy's a fucking idiot and this is just Don't like, forget like going back to it, it's just a deflection from gun control. It's literally I, a deflection. It's a fucking smoke and mirror act Nothing will come out of this meeting. Nothing will change. Trump's a dumbass. The video's fucking dumb. The people who attended the meeting were not representative of video games, and they were just people who didn't know anything about video games. They just don't like them, so they criticize them because they don't... It's the same old fucking story about people who just don't know shit about something, so they automatically dislike it. Oh, it must be bad for you. It's got guns and shit in it. It's like, for fuck's sakes... There are so many countries that play violent video games that don't have the sort of shit you have in your country. The reason is because we don't have any fucking guns, not video games. Ugh. Ugh. I, I hope that Ugh. what I'm about to say is not so uh, contentiously political that it causes a huge divide in our audience that results in infighting and shit flinging. But, uh, oh, oh, drum roll, drum roll, watch out. I'm about to say something real spicy. Hey, kids, don't forget to vote in the uh, primaries, mid midterms coming up this <laughs> November. It's real important. Just vote. That's all. That's all. Anyways, hey. hey I, I would, um, have you guys ever watched NRA TV? I would love for Trump to watch some of that. 
They have a channel? They have a channel. And there's a no lot way. of like marketing towards <gasps> take back the truth that's their tagline there's a lot of like selling that's uh, creating like americans worried that there might be a war coming arm yourselves like if you watch like i, I don't know if people really like or dislike john oliver but he he always does some like good stuff um on like certain topics and he has one on nrtv and it like shows a bunch of clips and of course, you could just go watch it. Of course, if you have cable, as well. I can't. I did not know this was a thing. Wow! I just googled it, and I am surprised yeah. to find out that the NRA has like a propaganda news channel. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna leave it there. Uh, if, if, you, if, you, if people listening don't know about the NRTV, you, you, it might be a good laugh. Go, go ahead and watch that. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It might be a bad sigh as well if, if your reaction, <laughs> I guess, is like mine. Yeah. And, and Liam's, we had like a sigh, a sigh in sync just then. I'm just, I'm just so done with talking about this fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> like if you support Trump, like, that's fine, right? Like... Just remember to go vote if you do. Just, or, but if you don't, no, don't remember. If to, you don't do forget to vote Trump, either. Do forget to vote because <laughs> you know. No, no, no! I don't want to say it like then that. Then your video games won't be taken away from you for the dumbest reason in the world, which is to protect uh, people. Uh, who make I don't think video this games. is going to happen. Uh, we to have make, the uh, supreme. Sorry. The Supreme Court 2012 ruling that establishes video games as protected free speech. I'm pretty sure is going to overrun any. Um, like executive action or congressional bill limiting the sale of them to minors. You can't limit the sale of books and newspapers to minors on a federal level. This is all store policy. And in the States, I think there that legal precedent established by the Supreme Court is unfucking alterable for a very, very long time. To be fair, though. Unless some other law changes that decides that protected speech can actually be censored then I doubt anything is going to happen from this meeting that won't result in only short-term gripes. To be fair, though, at least Trump didn't watch your latest video, George, because otherwise video games would have straight up been fucking banned for age ratings just being too confusing for his brain. Well, if you watch my video, they'll be way less confusing and far more clear to uh, an uh, hopefully more informed audience who, who knows what pisses off different cultures differently, even though it's still a fucking mess. Oh. We're having a Trump um, ban. We got I ban. Oh, uh, adult cro cross your fingers they they could try something. Nah. This story may not be over yet. Oh my god. So, we got good god, questions this week though. Uh, uh, yay, good people. Aubrey Naughty. G wants but, to talk. But wait about a minute. Valve is making games. They're going to make Portal Portal 3. They're going to make Half-Life 3. Yeah, there's 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 some some drumming of uh fan hype cuz Gabe Newell has a quote where he says, "Hooray, <laughs> Valve's going to start shipping games again." When talking about a fucking card game for Dota. To be fair though, that card game does look pretty sweet. I have fallen and so hard back into Magic the Gathering in the past 2 weeks that I was reading up on, what is it called? Artifact, whatever it's called. Artifact, yeah. I was like looking at it and I was like, oh boy, I might play that. 
that looks pretty cool. And th- there's also the rumors from last year of the like three big VR games that they're supposedly developing, which are supposed to become like killer apps for the platform. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not gonna try to get. I'm not gonna risk myself getting hyped until I like see footage of that stuff. Can you imagine but, if Half-Life um, Three was a VR only? experience i think that would actually do it i think that would be vr's killer app that would break it through to the mainstream but half-life 3 is and that like the the 5 2 with the higher resolution screen and everything they want to make sure that like it's the best experience they don't want to rush that out Mm. it's probably gonna be super crisp it's gonna be that was a popular theory like a fan prediction for them to like hold off on half-life as a vr like launch killer app title but like you said earlier, Liam, VR's been out for three years. And and uh, also we had the Epistle 3 leak. So I don't know how important any plans for any Half-Life games are to them. I mean, we live in a world where Hunt Down the Freeman just came out. So whatever <laughs> games they have planned, I'm actually more likely expecting new IPs. Or Portal something. Portal seems like a good like Play-Doh franchise for them to, to make demos for whatever out of. Anyways. How did, the, how did they get away with that shit? Like... Uh, I'm trying to find out, actually. Uh, well, we'll wait another negative. video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, there, there's the hammer again, my buddy, my neighbors. Yeah, man, uh, your your apartment renovation is so worth back? ruining my podcast. Because they're contractors, it's their job to hammer on the wall. They're, they're renovating right someone's just, just apartment. The same way back. It, that'll be rude, and it won't solve the problem. Wow, they're good well at it i'm not i want to point out to the listeners i'm not actually knocking back that's just mad incriminating me with evidence <laughs> that he's he's f- fabricating <laughs> so we got some letters <laughs> if you got some letters you can mail them to dad and sons podcast at gmail.com until then, though, uh, let's read off some. Aubrey G wants to talk about the value of art held within the game. Oh my fucking god, I'm gonna jump out of. <laughs> cool. To be Aubrey fair, Aubrey G asks. To be fair, we might have to edit that out for that one guy who might crash his car. <laughs> right, I was just thinking about that. I was just thinking of swerving. Who's hitting my car? <laughs> oh my god, fine, I'll put a timestamp there. Okay, like an hour and ten minutes in. I might edit, if it's even freaking possible, edit to uh, prevent car crashes. Cool, cool. All right, Aubrey, back to you. Quote, was George's main problem with Rockstar Games the fact that they were iterative of movies that came before, or the fact that Rockstar was influenced by movies at all? I have a feeling it's the former, but I'm still not sure what you mean when you said defining video games on their own terms. Um... Now I can't really I guess tell my, if that's Matt or just like a no, joke. no, that's that's it's, George. I've, it's, I've it's my my apartment. It's it's my neighbor renovating their apartment next to my apartment, and it's the contractors tearing out floorboards and putting in new floorboards or something. Doesn't he know he lives next to the world famous YouTuber Super Bunny Hub? Who might very well I be recording audio. World hope famous. They don't. <laughs> the less people know where I live, the better. Anyways. I liked Matt's slight by just repeating it deadpan. <laughs> so, 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 Aubrey, back to your question that we've changed topics from like three times. 
I, I I believe that that your prediction is correct. My my main problem with these Rockstar games that that parrot the movies is that there's no way their writing stacks up to the movies they're inspired by. And I almost wish they were more inspired than than parroted. Like it's it, it's always fun to like point out which games are unofficial versions of which movies. Like Capcom's Dead Rising is totally Dawn of the Dead the game. But it's, like, different enough to be its own, to, to avoid copyright and be its own IP, but it channels a lot of the appeal of that movie in a way that maybe an officially licensed, rush Western-developed uh, zombie game with the Dawn of the Dead branding wouldn't be able to do. In fact, I think there was a Dawn of the Dead movie tie-in game for the 2004 remake that was freaking awful and way worse than Dead Rising. Whereas uh, Rockstar games seem like uh, they're, they're, they're pushing the copyright envelope a lot a lot less hard. Um, um, San Andreas is is Boys in the Hood the game. It's still got fun writing. Uh, GTA 4 is Eastern Promises the game. L.A. Noir is is Chinatown the game. And um, like the the going from the Dawn of the Dead of the game into Dead Rising, you see a lot of of stuff get lost and translated over into both a cultural Japanese perspective of that zombie movie as well as. Um, just just like really high quality high talented teams making the game when a lot of GTA missions and Rockstar games are rushed the fuck out so i guess it's complicated and and confusing and changes and depends on the game but you're still mostly on the same page anyway well i think a lot of They're AAA just following trends yeah and a lot of AAA comes from the fact that a lot of AAA can be cinematic and cinematic in video games is directly lifted from movies like mm-hmm. it's cinematography it's uh, inspirations from other things that you've seen like oh. shots or poses or set pieces that have just appeared in movies or and tv shows speaking of which i mean metal gear solid is totally like escape from new york the game yep. but it's MGS3 removed far like... enough to define itself on its own terms yeah. and i don't know if rockstar games are quite removed far enough to accomplish that Everyone and, knows and maybe Rockstar it's... is based on... Rockstar games are based on, you know, pop culture movies. You know, Heat. GTA Five is Heat, essentially. And stuff like that. Yeah. And they have very uh, long, self-serious stories in, in ways that the wacky Japanese stuff, except for Metal Gear, uh, tend to not focus as much on I think yeah you know of... I think that's the thing they, they get up their own ass sometimes these rock star games <laughs> mm, I'm wagging my finger does, does that take away from the artistic value of something like I think that's kind I of what I don't know asking. if I want to quantify artistic value though Whoa, Whoa. holy shit that got louder hey. Man, they're like right overhead now at this point. I can't tell what's worse, Kyle's bird or your hammering. I can't tell. Uh no, the bird was sweet. You know, it's like it being inside of a Disney movie. This, this is, it's not, it's yeah. no good. It's no good. One hour, thirteen minutes, fifty-eight seconds. More hammering happens. <laughs> <laughs> just leave that in. Or we'll just put it at the start of the podcast. <laughs> Just the intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we yeah. are we good with that question, or do we want to move on? Uh, uh, we could we we can move on. I I just yeah. 
Mark L. asks, What do you think of games that take a while to get going? Liam made me think about it in a comment he made when he said he never did go back to Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I got that game about a month ago, and it definitely felt like a slog for those first ten hours. Is it something that puts you off trying a game or not? It doesn't put me off trying a game, but it definitely puts me off sticking with a game, for sure. Especially, Mm. I just don't have the time. Like, it's the cliche old fucking thing about being an adult i just don't have the time like yep. when i was a kid i could fucking God. stick with an rpg and go with it forever and there are people out there who like that kind of thing and they stick with it and they'll play one game through to the end and it'll take them like six months or whatever whereas there are just so many good games out there and like xenoblade chronicles 2 might be the best fucking game ever but if it takes me 80 hours to get to that point it's kind of like in that Oof. 80 hours i could have played like Celeste into the breach, um, and like all Monster Hunter, and just all of the games that have like come out already. It's it's a matter of time, I think. With this comment now, if a game is bad, the game is bad. Then I might not play it anyway. But if it takes a while to get going, it definitely affects my ability to stick with it. Yeah, I agree. If- if that's the case, this is something that'll like repel me both from trying it out and from sticking with it. Like it's one of my least favorite things about many video games, or just the medium in general. Sometimes is what a huge time investment it is. Yeah. Like if, for instance, a movie was very boring, I'll just walk out. Just kind of like Black Panther. Just kind of, kind of walk. Oh, you out. see, but movies- with the games, sometimes you've got to slog <laughs> to get to the go through the ups and the downs yeah that's that's the thing i was gonna say that's weird because with movies like if i'm in the cinema i'll I'll just i'll just enjoy the two hours i've I've already committed to the two hours i'm gonna be there i'm fine with it committed the money too yeah Mm. but in terms of like an rpg (laughs) even if i've committed the money if i've played like eight out eight hours of it and i'm kind of like oh it depends If if you're dropping that 60 then best believe i'm finishing that thing uh, I'm finishing all of it. I just feel like ah, I made a mistake getting this, <laughs> but you know, I at least got a flavor. Made a mistake. Of it. That's like something you say after you buy the Legend of Korra. You know, like, <laughs> oh, I made a mistake. It's it's like you know, like ah, I've yeah, I, you know, I got the flavor for it. I can I can talk a little bit about it. Maybe I'll go back to it if someone mentions it or someone's like, hey, you know, it definitely does get good and it is worth the wait. And then you know. If it's kind of like average, or you know, kind of just like a good game. Like, yeah, I haven't like... even freaking played Persona yet, and, See, and now that's a game. I hear such good things. Mm-hmm. It's one of like the most revered JRPG series ever. But that's and it's all because when I go to howlongtobeat.com and type in Persona, yeah. I see very very high numbers. But that's another. That's a that's a game that sits in a different category. I think a lot of people would agree. That's a that's a game that overstays its welcome, like. Stick with it, and you will get such such good parts out of it. But it doesn't end after the good parts. It just keeps going and going and going, and then it ends. Nobody got time for that. And yeah, it's like, I've already had the highs of this game. Like, this game has reached, like, the highest, like, an RPG can reach. But it's not ended, and I have to finish it because I've committed so much time. But uh, yeah, That that one's a weird category, I think. Um, we got a question from Jason S. for Liam specifically. Jason S. is in uh, Japan right now these days. Oh, hey, Jason uh, he S. He says, 
Kansai Gaidai is actually near Osaka, so I wanted to ask Liam if there are any interesting things to do around here that he'd recommend. Uh, well, if he's talking around, about Kansai, uh, Osaka. if he's talking about Kansai oh. Gaidai University, which is the only thing I know called Kansai Gaidai, um, well, that's super far out in like places like Ibaraki and Takutsuki outside of Osaka Center. So pretty much, I have no fucking idea that far out. Um, you can get the train into Osaka and, uh, you know, go to Shinsaibashi and go to Denden Town and... Um, you could go to the Snake Cafe in Denden Town. Can you just spell America out everything you just said? Just spell it out for him. Yeah. Shinsaibashi <laughs> Denden Town. Like, how easy do you... <laughs> <laughs> I think this he is probably just now. moved over there and he's just like, what? what, what well, um, okay, D I. No, no, no. The dude's like go to Kansai Gaidai. That's a university. So he must be like exchange, like Japanese exchange or something. He, oh, he'll okay, be fine. Okay. But like, no, I would say just go into Osaka. Like if you live, you know, half an hour out or something, just just go into the center. You know, go to America Mora, go to Shinsaibashi, Dotonbori, Denden Town. Uh, explore places outside of Osaka like Kobe and Nara and Kyoto, Tenoji and stuff like that. Yeah, there's lo- there's loads to do. It's Japan. Go wild. Um, so so thank you, Liam. Uh, Jason S also has a part two. He wants to talk about bad fan bases. Whenever someone talks about things like Undertale, League of Legends, Overwatch, or the like, I find it's immediately prefaced by quote avoid the fan base quote. It seems to me that things with cancerous as fan can't cancerous fan bases. Sorry, I had to like shudder a bit when I said those words. Are those with the widest appeal and therefore largest fan bases? These inevitably attract the strangely obsessive people. I prefer. I, I personally like Undertale and Steven Universe both to a certain what I would call healthy point, and I find it hard to even mention those without fearing that I'll be stereotyped against. Mm-hmm. I don't post things on the internet often, so I'm only referring to real life encounters. Do you guys have a similar problem with some things that you enjoy? I feel like this can be applied to anime as a whole as well. <laughs> of course you can. God, my cackle today. There's like a difference. Like, yeah, sure. League of Legends. There's a little little bit of cancer in there. There's a, there's a little bit of cancer in there. But I, things I, like I, Undertale I and Steven Universe and even Rick and Morty. It's just, <laughs> it's just people really like the series and then other people... Don't disagree so they make it cancerous by saying stupid stuff like oh it's not that good blah blah, blah. no it's amazing and they you know the, the freaks out there who you know they have a whole room filled with you know the the rainbow of, sans undertale yeah yeah <laughs> you know they they get a little crazy or whatnot and i i feel like they're the majority people the majority, not just the, the comments that you see on the internet, yeah, are regular people who mm-hmm. like something and or dislike something, and they move on. Some people just love to just negative to voices. rile on people and get people riled yeah. up. Like, forget those guys. Like, who who cares? Negative about those voices guys? are always the loudest. Like, negative yeah. voices are always the loudest. And like, think of a fan base that doesn't have like a crazy community behind it. Like, whether it's like. Hearthstone or you know uh, anything Rick and Morty, 
like any anime series ever, anime in general, uh, you know, even TV shows like Marvel films, you know, me and Matt shit talk each other about Marvel all the time. But, you know, most regular people just fucking move on and, uh, you know, they enjoy or don't enjoy something and they're like, well, you know, I have an opinion about it, but, you know, unless it's with friends, I'll tend to keep it to myself. I don't think fanboys, fan bases, or fanboys, as I was going to say, Fan voices stops me from enjoying anything because I tend not to just not engage with people, and I don't particularly care. As you can probably tell by the fact that I talk shit about <laughs> stuff on this show all the time, like just don't engage with it and just enjoy what you enjoy. Like if you enjoy Rick and Morty, just don't don't just don't go screaming yeah. on the McDonald's counter that you want like Szechuan sauce and stuff. <laughs> oh my you know? god! Just don't do that. I've- <laughs> Just like I've never episode be like that was good fun and then you know that's move fun. on with I've, I've never managed to have a fan base retroactively turn something bad. I still like Rick and Morty. Yeah, I'm not gonna too. not like Rick and Morty yeah. because some yeah. fans are assholes. However, part of this message that I do resonate with is the one where. Uh, they say, I find it hard to even mention these without fearing that I'll be stereotyped against. And guess what? I don't want to mention to people that I'm into. What? Drop a bomb. YouTube show. itself. Oh yeah, of course. I, 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 when I was at, um, Gamescom last year, I, I met up with another YouTuber and uh, we were we we ended up getting dinner and talked about YouTube, and they did not like me using the word YouTuber. At some point, I was like, "Thanks for having dinner, fellow YouTuber," and they were like, Ugh. "And now, after the two, now three, potentially four Logan Paul scandals, I fucking feel that I don't introduce myself as a YouTuber anymore." I, like, try to beat around that bush a bit, because I fear that mentioning it will have me become stereotyped against. Yeah, there is definitely a negative connotation to the word YouTuber. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. You could dive so deep into that. I'm just <laughs> But we don't have enough time for that. Um, do you guys have any more comments, or shall we move to the next one? Let's, let's, let's gently move on. All right, ramblers, let's get rambling. The Modern Pygmalion asks... Oh, that's a uh, stream streaming regular. Do you ever regret incorporating your real name and likeness into your online brand? As funny as George Sox may be, I imagine that the constant management of your public persona must be tiring at times, and the constant stream of speculation, false rumors, bad faith arguments, personal attacks, and sycophancy must be especially nauseating. With this in mind, do you ever wish that you could just go by Bunny Hop and have the fanged rabbit in your logo be the channel's public face? Also, have you had any distressing encounters with fans who have developed parasocial relationships with you, and how have you dealt with them? <gasps> Jesus Christ, that's a loaded question, and the answer to, like, all of those is yes, but I can't go into detail about any of them, because those fans <laughs> might be able to know who they are. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't we just name and shame anyway? Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> yes. I don't want to ruin anyone's day. I you like my yours. fans. <laughs> But but there's there's been a few instances where where a few fans have taken things way too far. Fans that haven't been like the greatest at social reading, or like understanding the the abstract rituals of of, of social cues and um, implications that that we oftentimes take for granted. But um, 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I, I regret using the public license thing at all. Yeah, the, the first part of your question, I don't know if I feel that, but again, like uh, Aubrey's question, or no, Jason's question, rather, I definitely feel the second part where where there's been many, many instances of, of awkward encounters with awkward fans who just wanted to meet up and have fun, but but gradually took things to a weird place later that resulted in awkward confrontations. I believe I've told one story about this on the uh, Co-Optional podcast, and I feel like this is the one story where the line had been crossed so very far that I might be allowed to tell it again. Okay. Have you guys heard about Airport Girl? No. No. So I was going to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo, and I changed planes in Denver on the way. And in Denver, I uh, this this was last year after after Denver had uh, legalized some substances that aren't legal elsewhere. And while in Denver, I <laughs> thought, the what the hell? Judge. I'll just do what what what's legal in Denver while I'm here in Denver for a few hours for a layover. So I go to a dispensary and get some get get a Denver brownie, <laughs> and and eat it a good uh like like half an hour to an hour before the plane takes off and when the plane starts going i'm uh really feeling it but before then i was giggly <laughs> while waiting on the plane and i saw a sign to my next stop that said portland comma or and i took a picture of that sign and tweeted portland or or what it was funny at the time, okay, guys? So anyways, I, 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 I feel my organs jiggle around on this plane for a while and, and sit and take a nap, and then I get off. And when I'm walking down the, the escalator at the Portland airport, I'm perfectly fine. The, the brownie had worn off. And I, I see a girl holding a piece of notebook paper that says Super Bunny Hop on it. Whoa! And I'm what? on the phone with my mom, and I tell her, oh, I think I gotta go. And then I look slightly to the left, and I see um, my, my, my good friend, who I will not name to save everyone's face from this situation, from humiliation. But I see my good friend, who I was going to meet up with, who was going to take me back to their house to stay while I stayed in Portland, like, rush over... <laughs> And, like, wave me away. Whereas Airport Girl says, Hey, are you George from Super Bunny Hop? And me, an Airport Girl, and um, my actual Portland contact all have the most awkward conversation of our lives for a good six to eight minutes. <laughs> so what Airport Girl had evidently done was looked at the the gate on that picture I tweeted of Portland or when when I thought it was so funny and um looked up a, a schedule a timetable by the by the gate to find out what flight I was on to know when to arrive at the airport and wait on me cuz she wanted to meet up yes and you did when I got off of that plane and was checking my tweet notifications I noticed there was one from someone who was like, Hey, Super Bunny Hop, you want to meet up while you're in Portland with the picture of that sign the girl was holding? And then I looked like... <laughs> and then and then I called my phone and saw that sign in person a bit further down the airport. Ooh. And it was incredibly surreal. And that's... I hope that answers your question. Wow. Ooh, uh... 
At yeah. least you didn't think that you were a nostalgia critic. Like, at- oh yeah, that was that's that was a perfectly fine, funny encounter. One time at Momocon, a girl came up to me thinking I was the nostalgia critic because I had my goatee on at the time. And- I mean, if you did wear glasses and a a beret, you could definitely pass as him for sure. Sometimes I wear glasses. I I uh, she did not believe. I, I'm, I'm a little said, fuzzy. No, he's not nostalgia critic. And she was like, Oh yeah, she stayed. She wanted to confirm. She was like. <laughs> People look crazy. <laughs> like if her eyes squinted, hey, look, and she I'm was just like, "No." What did you do? Google a photo of him and be like, "Look, this man is clearly not this guy." No, we just had to repeat it about three more times, <laughs> and I think she got it. She maybe she had to like squint a bit. Yeah, like, like nostalgia critic is definitely more narrow than me. Like maybe I'll look like nostalgia critic at the end of summer after. Yeah, got to got to work out a bit to <laughs> make my disguise complete. <laughs> so well, next question, or uh, sh- are we gonna girl. like boil a bit more in that one? <laughs> well, I, I don't want to a- ask the questions I want to ask, so I'm just gonna. <laughs> I, I want to keep. The lady listeners listening to us. The two that listen to our podcast. So go ahead. What if one of them is airport girl? Oh, anyways. <laughs> Jippawop says, you've been talking Jip-a-wop. about anime for a while, and it reminds me of a quasi-problem I got from the Super Best Friends podcast. I heard them talk about Fist of the North Star and JoJo's Bizarre Adventures and eventually got around to watching those, and they were pretty good. But when I go over the plot in my head, I kept hearing the best friend's voices, and I can't separate them from the experience now. (laughs) Do you guys have this happen with Metal Gear and George? (laughs) What a good-ass question. Because I can't believe I do the same thing when I think about JoJo. What do you hear? The Super Best Friends as well? Yeah, I've heard them talk about JoJo so fucking much that whenever I hear the word JoJo, it is spoken in inside of my head with one of their voices. Any one of the like four, like just interchangeable. I don't think I don't think Metal Gear does it for me, but Kojima. When I hear the word Kojima, I'm like, George is like. Like Metal Gear exclamation mark <laughs> alert sound. It's like I just pictured that George. That is so head. precious. And I'm like, yeah. I wonder what George is doing now. I, I'm Probably. still thinking about the eye patch over your like messed up <laughs> eye right now. <laughs> <laughs> from from that uh, chairman video we filmed at your old house. Right. It, like when your phone rings, do you have like the Metal Gear sound? Uh, no, because people who do that out themselves as as gamer scum in public. All the time where I work. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm here and I'm like, oh. (laughs) I always do a little voice. Be like, snake. (laughs) And then they like turn around and I like hide around an aisle. I wonder if I can like do snake right now. Press the select button. Uh, not quite. <laughs> My voice is still not quite there. I'm sorry. I, I need a little more throat juice, George. Need to need to Goggle drink lots of fluids and stay in bed for one more day. Yeah. General, I have a disgusting eye infection and I need to wear an eye patch. <laughs> oh my fucking god! I almost like I 
I, I was at a sushi restaurant when I noticed that I felt a crust on my eye and I went to the bathroom <laughs> and was like, George. holy shit. Sorry, it was, sorry, sorry. Someone for definite, like, someone for absolute definite, the way numbers, the probability of numbers works, that someone is eating sushi listening to this right now. The way the I, It wasn't the sushi that made me sick. I was sick before. It's just that was where I noticed the symptoms starting. Yeah, but, yeah, but someone and then George gave a little now. squeeze. And then oh, a little bit of a little I, bit of wasabi I came out. I tried diligently <laughs> to make sure I'm in public as little as possible right now. George, and it, for that sushi. The, the one time I've had to go out, I have I have brought ample hand sanitizer wipes with me. The, the people of Atlanta, I, I I hope you have your faith in me to not spread this zombie virus I've got. <laughs> we don't have a good history for that though. The chef's like, did you get wasabi in your eye? Like, what's going on? That's not no, where it it's uh, just bacterial conjunctivitis. That's <laughs> not where it goes. That's all. It sounds you all I have to do is, so crazy. is take these antibiotic uh, eye drops for, for mm-hmm. like every four hours, two drops. Is it a spray? Um, is it or is it like one of those things where you have to like open the crust uh, and drop oh, it in? On, there. Can we stop saying the word crust? I fucking like pie. Come on. <laughs> like well, what, what, what about eye dropping? I think this is what hell is. Hell must be requiring <laughs> eye drops every four minutes for all eternity. Because I, it's I like it doesn't hurt, but my bodily reflexes do not allow me to drop an eye drop gracefully. You ever wonder why I don't wear contacts? Because the eye drops. I hate it. I hate God, it. God, they're the worst. I keep worst. blinking every time the eye, the, the, the drop comes to my eye. I'm like, no! My my eye just doesn't want it. Doesn't want it. Be- is fine. Cough syrup is fine. If yeah. I have to take a suppository, I demand some time to myself and some <laughs> privacy. But if I got to do eye drops, then we're having a fucking talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I wear contacts to play sports and I've just. I've been doing it for so long, I could literally just hold my finger on uh, my open uh, eye. No. Gross. Uh, uh, That's a problem. Oh, 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 I'm the fucking gross one. We're talking about dude who has a fucking eye infection, and I'm the gross one. Come on. Gross. It's not an eye infection. It's a gross. symptom of the common cold. It's an eye infection. You're crusting It's bacterial conjunctivitis. It might actually be technically an eye infection, but I think it's, my eyeballs tempted. themselves are fine. I think it's the like lid around it. But I'm half anyways. tempted. I'm half <laughs> tempted to request a photo to go in the show notes. Hell no! <laughs> it looked gross, and for what it's worth, like it actually was pretty. Make fixed sure you itself get your like good. apartment number in that photo. <laughs> And my social security list of fears, moments in which I'm out of the house, moments in which, which I sleep in the house. Which, which airport gate you're at right now? Oh my god, airport girl, please don't assassinate me for spreading the story. She's probably so embarrassed. She's like, oh, I just, I just wanted to meet my favorite YouTuber. Yeah, it was, you know, the worst part of that conversation was the moment, three seconds in, when she realized this was not appropriate behavior. <laughs> Well, at least she at least she realized though. You could tell. You could see the look on her face turn from a like excited smile into the worst cringe possible the moment that like she realized what she had actually done. And now oh, it was it was bad. 
Oh, it was bad. You should. Did you give her at least a hug and say it's okay? You know, just, just pretty won't... much. That's pretty much how the conversation went. Everyone involved was just like cringing and shaking their head and being like, "Yeah, okay, this happened." Okay. Yeah. See, it, I, it if was I was so there, I would, I, would have, I would have smoothed smoothed it, man. You gotta, you gotta smooth it. You gotta. <laughs> we made the best of it. I think we 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 worked it out. <laughs> now you just embarrassed her worldwide. Someone will know who she is. Yeah, world famous uh, podcast show right here. Yeah, world famous. Yeah. I've told this story on a more popular podcast before, and Excuse to the best me. of my knowledge, Airport I, what Girl. What did you just fucking say, George? You better no, shut the, your dirty mouth. Optional, okay, fine. Shut I your told dirty this eye. story on the second most popular podcast <laughs> on iTunes, which which is just underneath us. You need to total biscuit when you got Matt Visual. <laughs> We need to change the podcast to World Famous Bunny Hop Show. Well, right? no, World Famous Dad and Sons. Oh yeah, that's that's right. Sometimes, Dad and Sons colon the punny the sometimes bun, the, with Bunny Hop the Bunny Hop pun. <laughs> sometimes. So that's our podcast. Yeah, we just got a gross ass pirate most of the time. Oh, that's right. Oh, there's music here. I keep forgetting that. Like, people don't know that it's just quiet. It's just quiet over here when we're... It's just dead. Yeah, I... Right now, George is offbeat. I don't know if he does some clever editing to make him sound like he's on beat, but he's offbeat right now. One hour, 39 minutes. Um, Do clever editing. Okay.